Hello, everybody. You have Jake flying solo today. I'm going to give you another little bonus stocking stuffer episode here. Today, I'm going to be discussing a little film, you may have heard of it, called Napoleon. Um, Please excuse the terrible French accent, but we will be discussing Napoleon, directed by Ridley Scott and starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. The film is just over two hours. It's like about two hours and 40 minutes. It was made for a budget of 200, I'm uh, sorry, it was made for a budget between 130 and 200 million, depending on if the studio, that range is basically if the studio recognizes certain tax credits normally. Um, and the, it's made more than 200 million at the box office. Um, so not great really at either level. Uh, however, just to keep in mind, this film is made by Apple Films. And whether this is just posturing or not, they don't really care about the box office. Um, or they don't really, they're more interested in like awards. They, Apple views their films as really promotions for Apple products and not the films. That's, that's what's been explained to me at least. And so they have, so this film has made more than 200 million. Um, they are, Apple is very, apparently very pleased with that. Uh, the film has garnered, um, not a ton of critical buzz. Uh, it has like a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes from, uh, excuse me, it has a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and a 59% from fans. And with that being said, I do expect there will be some awards buds for Vanessa Kirby uh, as well as Joaquin Phoenix. And they play, Joaquin Phoenix plays Napoleon Bonaparte. Vanessa Kirby plays... Uh, his wife and longtime co- consort, Josephine. Outside of that, the, the other two main characters are Tahar Rahim, who I love, plays Paul Barris, and then Rupert Everett pl- plays uh, Arthur Wellesley, better known as the Duke of Wellington. Uh, but really, the, the real stars of the film, film are Napoleon Bonaparte and Vanessa Kirby. Um, the one, I'm going to say this. I love the film. I thought it was great. I'm a history buff, but Napoleon, the, the Napoleonic Wars um, are definitely areas where I'm not super knowledgeable. And so this was really interesting for me. Um, it's funny, the film doesn't really focus on the aspects. It, it focused on different aspects from his career than I realized. I mean, it focuses on the big parts. I'm not going to do a history lesson here on Napoleon, but um, I like the film. I, I thought it was done really well. Um, the one thing I will say, it is a Napoleon film, and there are a couple pretty epic action sequences, but this is a romance. This is like a tragic romance, I would say. It really, the focus of the story is his relationship with Josephine, and the way Ridley Scott positions it is his ambition and drive for glory is driven by a impulse and need to impress Josephine. Um, Beyond that, I mean, Ridley Scott definitely has an opinion on Napoleon. Um, to be honest, I, I think it, to be completely fair, it seems like a very British opinion of Napoleon. He kind of paints him as this like, love-bound loser, um, kind of paints him as like a pet- petulant child at certain times, um, very childish, very egocentric. Um, and they really, and then at the end of the film, despite never once talking about how many casualties he sustained or how, how bloody his battles were, the very end of the film, it ends with this 
stat, like this scrawl where it shows all of the deaths in his different wars and battles and how three million people died during the Napoleonic Wars, and it lays all of that at Napoleon's feet. However, what it fails to mention is that of the what, seven, eight, or nine wars, I'm not quite sure, of the nearly dozen wars he fought in, more than half of them were declared upon France. Um, don't get me I'm, I'm not here... Uh, I, as I said, I'm not super knowledgeable, so I'm not super... It, um, I don't want to say invested, but I, I'm not a Francophile, um, and I'm not an Anglophile, so I'm not particularly beholden to either group. Uh, but from an objective point of view, it the movie was great, but then to lay all of that blood at his feet, especially from someone from an Australian who was, I mean, Ridley Scott was old enough where he was grew up in a time where Australia was still very much part of Britain. And even though they've broken apart, it's still a very British Anglophile society. And I mean, it, that's how it feels. Like it just felt like this was written by a British historian with like a bone to pick. That, that, that's how I feel. Now, with that being said, then ruined the movie for me. Uh, but that was just one thing I couldn't let left the film. I couldn't shake. Like it definitely felt like, Ridley Scott had a bone to pick with Napoleon. And again, I'm just going to say, lame the deaths of all those people at his feet when more than half of the wars were declared upon him in France for trying to bring liberal government to the monarchies of Europe. Like, for me, not the best look for Ridley Scott, but what do I know? Um, But again, that's just one tiny part of the movie. The rest of the film is great. Um, The few action scenes they have are really, really good. And... One of the things I heard, they definitely jump around a lot, and I heard there's a four-hour cut, a director's cut, that may be released on Apple at a later date. I normally, like, that type of stuff normally drives me crazy, but the one thing I'll say is this shorter two-and-a-half-hour version works for me, so the idea of watching a four-hour cut does excite me, um, which totally flies in the face of something I recently said about Rebel Moon, but that's because Rebel Moon failed to execute its shorter cut. Um, again, director's cuts are only cool, if people like the original cut and feel like there's more things they want to see or can expand upon. Um, so I'm excited to see the director's cut. Uh, in terms of what was good about the film, Napoleon, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, is, I thought, was was good as Napoleon. I'm not going to say he was great, uh, because he wasn't. He kind of, it was a little rigid performance. Uh, it was entertaining, but he was just kind of a straight man. Um, he was like the least charismatic person, it felt like in every conversation he was in. Uh, but the way the film was, um, sorry, jump ahead. Vanessa Kirby as Josephine was incredible. She was a scene stealer to me. She was the charisma. She was the fire. So was, um, excuse me, so was Tahar Rahim. And even Rupert Everett. Everyone else on screen, like, was just, to me, felt like they were radiating charm. And, like, there's, I believe, Edouard Philippinet, who plays Alexander One, czar of Russia. He was also good. He had some really good, I liked his energy. I thought he had a really good screen presence. Um... Then, but beyond those characters, really, you don't get enough time with anyone else to anyone else really make a lasting impact. And that's fine. It's the stories of their romance and their love affair. And that worked for me. Um, as I said, the action is great. Um, it's not an action film, though, so it's spread around. But the action scenes they do have are really great. And the editing is incredible. I saw some complaints that they don't spend enough time in certain scenes. And, and there, I definitely see that complaint and acknowledge it. But for me, I thought it worked really well. Uh, the editing kind of reminded me of Fincher. Now, if Seth were here, he'd probably scream and berate me for saying that because I'm sure that's off base. 
Uh, but I mean, it reminds me of Fincher in the way that it's edited in a way where each scene, even if there's not like physical violent action, there's like story action happening in each scene. So I am going to highly recommend this film. I'm going to, if I had to score it, I think I'd give it at 8.2 out of 10. Don't know why that just feels right. But uh, I thought that I was impressed with this film. It's a historical, it's another historical film, although it has a ton more action than Oppenheimer. But I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I also wish it had done better in theaters. Now, with that being said, I'm not entirely surprised why it didn't, uh, had they made a more traditional action film or a more traditional romantic film and leaned into those areas, I think, a little more, like, strongly, I could I could see them doing it. Uh, now, with that being said, I, I really do like this film. I'm not a producer or a writer, as you know, so that's just, just my thought. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I am glad this film has made as much money as it did. Um, I, as you, I love historical, docu- I love historical films. I love historical settings. I love historical set pieces. I really enjoyed this film. Uh, the one thing I would say, I mean, you could probably make like a 30 year TV series off this. The one thing I'm going to end with is I really enjoyed this film, but finding out that there's a four hour cut of it. Likewise, on top of knowing that I just saw killers of the flower moon, that was three and a half hours. I love that Apple Films is giving these directors and artists the opportunity to make to bring their visions to life. But as Seth and I have talked about before, it's still a business, and there's still some element of entertainment here beyond the art. And three and a half and four hour movies should be turned into TV series, especially when you have a streaming platform. Uh, again, I'm not a producer uh, or an executive, so I'm a little out of my depth here, but as a fan, it is a little frustrating. Again, this is more so generally. I like Napoleon, but if there's a four-hour cut, either release that on streaming or turn it into a series. Like, I, I, th- I'm going to leave it there, but that's the one thing that's kind of like keeps com- I keep coming back to. If they're going to make really long films, just turn it into a series. All right, 8.2 out of 10 for Napoleon. Highly recommend. Thank you for spending your time with me. Talk to y'all soon. Happy New Year's. Oh, one more note, and it's a bit of a critique. I forgot. This is one thing that I did find a little distracting at first, and actually kind of throughout the film. Uh, You have different actors of different nationalities playing people of different nationalities. Like, I feel like there's, like, some... There are a couple French actors who I thought had British accents, and there were like British and Austrian actors who I thought had French accents or English. Like it was just bizarre. And the, the biggest capper was Joaquin Phoenix does the Kevin Costner from Robin Hood. There's no accent. He's just doing an American accent. And it's, it, I, for me, it, it works in Robin Hood. Um, and also there's a very actually apparently legitimate argument from Alan Rickman about why that's okay. Um, but this film, like, it's not, it doesn't ruin it, but that was just one critique I had to add. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's American accent in the mid, in these like big scenes with all these other Europeans was was just kind of a I guess funny was the best word. But okay, that's it. I still recommend it, but I just, I just had to note that the love that Joaquin Phoenix did the Kevin Costner pure American accent as a European character thought it was very funny. All right, that's it. Thank y'all. Oh, and also Vanessa Kirby is a French woman, but she has a British accent. So. 
just thought that was funny. But film's great. Highly recommend it. Enjoy. Thanks again. Happy holidays. <laughs>